Microsoft is already a giant in the gaming world, but it just got bigger with a massive deal to take over a controversial video game maker, Activision Blizzard. I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to talk about this big shakeup in the gaming industry is Cena editor Ian Schur. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So can you give me some quick details on the deal? Like how much is Activision Blizzard going for? A lot. <laughs> so they are, uh, Microsoft is spending upwards of more than 68 billion with a B dollars on Activision, which is a premium on its current value. And also it's worth noting the largest acquisition for Microsoft to date. Uh, well ahead of LinkedIn, right, the professional social network, which it only spent $26 billion on. Uh, I can't believe that I would ever say only $26 billion, but here we are. Um, and Nuance before that for $19 billion. So, you know, this is, this is definitely a huge, huge move for Microsoft, as well as a big move for the video game industry. Absolutely. This shakes things up quite a bit, and we'll kind of get into that. But I know Microsoft had previously purchased Bethesda, and I'm curious why Microsoft, which has largely been focused on you know business software and services, which has traditionally been a lot more profitable, why is Microsoft spending so much on video game publishers right now? Yeah, I think if you look back to 2014, when Satya Nadella was named CEO of Microsoft, right? You think back a little bit to that time, his first major acquisition was of Mojang, the company that makes uh, that makes Minecraft. And ever since then, what's ended up happening is that Microsoft seems to increasingly be aware that video games are an incredibly popular, large, and profitable business if they do it right. Uh, you know, it, there was a, we don't have much data on Minecraft since the acquisition, but one of the things that came up from YouTube recently, they celebrated Minecraft's one trillionth view <laughs> across all of YouTube, which is another number that's hard to kind of wrap your head around. But one of the things they, they had was this data point that showed how much larger Minecraft viewing had gotten on YouTube since it was bought by Microsoft, right? And when it was bought by Microsoft, it was already an enormous game. So I think what's important to keep in mind is that this is actually, for Microsoft, a real opportunity to put some of its money to work in a way that seems to be making a lot of money for it. And so, no surprise, we're seeing this happen over and over and over again. Yeah, and this the Minecraft conversation kind of brings to mind you know, the, the buzzword of the day for the tech world, and that's, that's metaverse. I'm curious how this deal, or does this deal, play into the metaverse? You know... It's going to be interesting. Obviously, the word metaverse came up when uh, Microsoft was having a conference call with investors to discuss the deal, right? They would be dumb not to use that word. But I think one of the things that's important is that it's right now a very, uh, it's a very malleable word, right? The, the idea of the metaverse is these digital word, worlds where we can all interact. Well, you can imagine Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, all these other games that Activision owns being a part of the quote-unquote metaverse, just not until we started slapping that word on it. So in a lot of ways, this is, yes, it gives uh, Microsoft a ton of access to stuff where people have been congregating in online communities and it's been really successful. 
And in that way, yeah, they have definitely bought a huge piece of the metaverse. But I think what's going to be interesting is to see where does Microsoft go from here, right? It's got these enormous brands to work with, and it has tons of money to plow into them. But what are they going to do? Right? <laughs> and I think that's the real question mark that a lot of us still have, even though we've seen Minecraft go pretty well so far. Yeah. And speaking specifically to Activision Blizzard, I'm curious what major franchises, and I know you alluded to some of them, but, but what's Microsoft actually getting with this deal? It's actually getting a lot. You know, it's it's not just Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, which are enormous, enormous game, games inside of the industry. I mean, Call of Duty is routinely the most popular, best-selling game of the year. Uh, World of Warcraft is a, you know, it, it's history making in terms of how it changed the way the video game industry looks at online play. Uh, and there are also other games, Diablo, which was, uh, is a really, really cult hit. Uh, but then you look at the mobile games that Activision makes, it bought King a while back, and King makes this game called Candy Crush Saga. You may have heard of it. And uh, it's still at the top of the App Store grossing charts quite often. And so what what's going on here is Microsoft is not just buying a really popular hardcore gaming company. It's also getting its foot into mobile gaming in a way that it really hadn't before. And you bring up Call of Duty, because I, I know Call of Duty has kind of hit the headlines for some the, the franchise, at least. Some of the newer games have hit a bit of a rough patch. I don't know if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. A lot of the shooting games that were enormous when you think about it a while back, right? The And, and the, the kind of, when you think of Call of Duty and Battlefield and even Battlefront, right? Which was Electronic Arts' Star Wars game for, for <laughs> war simulation. These were all enormous games in the last 10, 15 years. But recently, they've all seemed to hit a rough patch. Part of it, I think, comes from the fact that they're trying to outdo one another. And it's actually really hard after making, you know, more than a dozen entries in this stuff to come up with new ideas that really are compelling. Uh, but the other thing is that in their effort to make these things ever more complex and interesting, it's actually kind of become this really unwieldy beast that they're not able to put out that's got a ton of bugs and a lot of problems. And, and so as a result, if you look up any of these games on the internet right now, right? Do a search for Call of Duty in the news box of Google, or do a search for um, for for Battlefield or for Battlefront. You know, do it on Gamespot, do it on CNN, do it see do it on Google. You'll see all of these headlines that are about how they they're struggling. They they put out a game that was that didn't have uh, the bugs fixed, that they're having problems getting people to even be able to play it, and all this type of other stuff. So. I don't know what it's going to mean, right? It may just be a rough patch in general because they've hit uh, kind of that moment where they need to reinvent and all long-standing video game industry stuff needs to reinvent at some point, right? Even Zelda, one of the most popular games ever made, when they reinvented it a few years ago, it was it was a revelation, right? It changed the way Nintendo was as a company. So these can go through these changes. But right now, yeah, they're in a rough patch. Got it. And that's not the only controversy. Obviously, Activision has been in headlines over the last year for different reasons. Can you just sort of run through a lot of the problems that the company has faced over the last several months? Yeah, this is probably the most 
on, on you know the the most kind of sad part of this whole thing is that Microsoft um, is is buying a company that has really had a lot of drama and unfortunately around some of the the worst aspects of company culture right there was this investigation that the state of California did that alleged uh, all sorts of discrimination harassment sexual harassment pregnancy discrimination retaliation I mean the list is just horrible. And Activision settled for $18 million, which, you know, is is a drop in the bucket for them. But also what's ended up happening is that ever since then, there's been a ton of criticism of Blizzard, which is one of Activision's, you know, divisions that makes all that World of Warcraft stuff. They have become incredibly mired in controversy. You have even Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, who is, you know, pretty, pretty criticized throughout the industry for a long time uh, because, you know, he makes a lot of money and he also is in charge of these games that charge a lot of money. But um, he was also accused of not just ignoring some of these problems, but furthering them as well. And so as a result, it's, it was interesting to see, you know, during the conference call that Microsoft had with Wall Street to discuss this deal, they talked a lot about company culture. And, you know, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, is known for really softening Microsoft's image. You know, there used to be this very famous meme on the internet that I loved that was uh, company structures of all the different companies, right? And you had Steve Jobs at Apple, and then all of his, you know, the normal typical uh, tree of, of executives that fall out from him. But at Microsoft, it was all these different groups that had guns pointed at each other, right? And the joke being that it's just such a cutthroat uh, attitude at that company. Nadella's really changed that. And they pointed out that Phil Spencer, the head of Microsoft Gaming, the head of Xbox, also has a history of changing culture positively. So even though Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO of Activision, is sticking around, at least for now, it's very clear that Microsoft's aware this is a big problem they need to address if these companies are going to be successful going forward. And, and did they just sort of dance around the issues when they when they talked about company culture? Was that their way of addressing it? I'm just curious if they did take any questions, specific questions about the toxic culture that Activision has fostered and, and what Microsoft intends to do with it. Yeah, there were definitely, it was clear that they were dancing. And the reason I say that is that there were no questions that were allowed to be asked. So that that says everything you need to know about how they see this, right? They And, and Microsoft very clearly sees opportunity, but they also know that this is, they're getting in the mud a little bit for a while. And, uh, you know, the fact that Bobby Kotick is sticking around, right? Who he has been, there have been calls for him to resign for uh, over a month now, ever since the Wall Street Journal did a blockbuster investigation on him and how he handled all this stuff. It, it's just been a very rough time. So it's interesting. I mean, obviously, Activision stock is down. That's part of why Microsoft probably was interested in buying it, right? They see this as a as as people looking negatively at Activision for a while, but the fundamentals of what the company is and the games that it makes are still good. I think it'll be interesting to see what they end up changing and also to see how long Bobby Kotick sticks around because I think he will be a sign of, unfortunately for him, a sign of the company's culture that was old that they don't want to have. And, it, you know, it's it, it'll be very interesting to watch. Yeah, clearly lots of watch. This deal doesn't close until next year. 
Um, so there's still a lot of time for this company. Um, we'll see. There's, there's a lot to factor in with this. It's, it's obviously a big, big deal for the industry. We'll see if it, it sparks additional acquisitions or consolidation in this industry. Ian, thank you for your time. You can check out a story on CNET.com if you have any questions. Ping me on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.